a wardrobe. Two slippers. A white pillow. Uh, and the slippers appear to have the letters CHE on one and EKY on the other. Professional audio description clean, incisive, and stripped naked. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. Conversation between two quite brilliant minds. Builders. Presumably spelling cheeky. Singing. A little bit of dancing. Darren with his West Ham scarf on. Singing and dancing. Hi. Hello. Are you in a cupboard? Yep. Yeah, I'm in my wardrobe. Got the builders in. The boys are in. Are you literally in a cupboard? Yeah, I'm in my wardrobe. The boys are in. They're banging and they're drilling. They're being like, there's all these men being manly and menly. Many men, many men, many men, 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 many men, many men, many men in my house. There's no men in your house. There's men around my house. So how's the internet dating going? (laughs) There's many men around my house. So where's the wardrobe door? There. And where's the cupboard door? There. Oh, I see. You're in front of a cupboard, not in a cupboard. No, I'm in it. You just can't see because of the camera. It's gone the wrong way. But you've got... Why have you got door handles on the inside of your cupboard? Uh, Because it's actually a, a safe room that I had installed when I first moved in here in case anybody from Maswell Hill came. Lucky no one's come. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... You've got the builders in. Yeah. Uh, you're on the sparkly orange juice to cope. <laughs> it's just orange juice, but yeah, thanks. Uh, so you've got a scarf on because you're a bit chilly, West Ham scarf, that a friend knitted for you. Yeah, well, it's just, no, actually, it was, in, it was in the wardrobe, so I put it on. And uh, you've got a plant in your cupboard, I see, as well. Yes, it's a nocturnal plant. Okay. Nicturnus uh, plantonus. And you're propping up against a pillow. It's quite uncomfy in this cupboard. Uh, I'm just audio describing for the audience. Really good. Um, Debs von McFitty, she's actually started an audio description course. Um, a friend of mine is, is teaching on it. Uh, so I think maybe when you go up there and do your impro course and your technical refreshment course, uh, maybe we could... We could really make, we could try and squeeze it all in, couldn't we? Could that be like a smorgasbord of trainings? Anyway, how are you doing, my greasy, dull-brained jackanape? You're very good at these, aren't you? Mrs. Plover's very happy with them. Is she? Yeah. Are you going to, do you want to get that out of the way and just do it now? (laughs) Then we can all move on. It's very unpleasant about Mrs. Plover, aren't you? Listen, I love Mrs. Plover. (laughs) I can't understand a word she says. (laughs) You might understand her this week. Really? Is it all Dick Van Dyke? What do you mean, is it all Dick Van Dyke? Now, look, this is Mrs. Plover, and you'd find him, I'm 
afraid in a foul mood. The man keeps calling me, keeps asking me if I'm Josie from Crawley. Are you Josie from Crawley? Are you blonde? I mean, really, of course I'm not Josie from Crawley. I'm blonde, I'm lovely blonde hair, beach blonde, auburn blonde, strawberry blonde. Lovely head of hair, my mother used to say, but I'm not Josie from Crawley. And I wondered whether you two were behind this. I'm a little suspicious. Anyway, I hope not. You know, I keep getting calls from the BBC. They keep wanting me to do some recordings of poetry for the school. I mean, they've heard about us, of course. I mean, they asked whether I could come along to the studio with one of the children and, you know, do, do a bit of reading for the radio, for the BBC. I mean, of course I said yes, but then this man gets on the phone. Are you Josie from Crawley? I mean, really? Who calls their child Josie? And who comes from Crawley? Anyway, I told him to get off straight away. The BBC were on to me, a man called Roger. Very nice sounding man. He said, could you come today, dear? And we'd like a poem from you. A poem by, by Keats. So I told the man from Crawley to bog off. So, uh, obviously, that isn't one of your favourites because it went on over ten seconds. So normally, I, I'm aware, I say... You know, I couldn't understand a word she was saying. And that's true, because as we know, I'm a true speaker, full of the authenticity, integrity and, and moistness. Which is why uh, your acting is so good. Um, I'm going to ignore that. Um, however, uh, there were a few things I understood from that one. Um, it was a little bit like listening to a speech from Boris. It was like, Josie, Crawley. And and so yeah, actually, so I think her articulation is getting a little bit better because I think what I got was that she was Rogered by Josie from Crawley, who was blonde. I think is what I understood. I think oh, do you know what? I think I'm getting attuned to like the posh speaking accent voice thing. I don't need to say any more. Should we move on? Should we move on? Two plus one equals four. Intentionally bad maths. Well done. Shall we move on? Yeah. Right. So what we need to say now is Darren is in a cupboard. Yes. Um, I have to say, because we're going to do WhatsApp Corner in a minute, I have to oh. say that I'm very proud of you this week. Right. Because, uh, as usual, we rescheduled about 25 times. When I say we rescheduled, uh, you rescheduled our podcast about 25 times. Uh, despite the fact that you told me it's because I'm working in the theatre that we're now having problems. And um, the phone call came through, needless to say, about an hour ago. Uh, and I knew it was going to be, I can't do the podcast today. And um, you've been very brave. Thanks. You've been very brave, very manly. I'm famous for being brave and manly. And uh, we need to put this into context for the listeners, because basically Darren's neighbours... Uh, I don't know how long they lived there, actually. Probably not a very long time. Darren's neighbours moved out for obvious reasons. Um, that wasn't enough for them. Uh, they moved out and in order to sort of obliterate all memories of being Darren's neighbours, they've decided to uh, demolish the building they were living in, which just happens to be a part of the building that you live in, obviously, because you were neighbours. So uh, the demolishing is going on. Well, it's just started, hasn't it? Yes. Uh, and it's been a bit noisy, hasn't it? Yes. So you're in a cupboard, basically. 
Yes. But I'm very impressed. So we went from a phone call saying, I can't do it again, to you did a bit of creative thinking. Uh, you probably shook around a little bit, you know, shook your hand and your head and made your eyes go a bit funny, what have you. Uh, you gave it a little bit of thought, a little bit of preparation, and you solved the problem. And here we are actually doing the podcast as arranged. So I'm really proud of you, Darren. One, one, one. So proud of you. That's the number. If you want to call somebody, that gives a fuck. So it's a bit of a turning point, isn't it? I'm I'm growing and learning and you're making me proud. Wherever he goes, Stephen is massive. Wherever he goes, Stephen is massive. Wherever he goes, Stephen is massive. Wherever he goes. You are growing. Is that a pandemic thing? Is that because you've been um, using your one oven glove a lot? It's still in the packet, un- unopened. That's very ungrateful. Mm. Where's the lovely moleskin uh, notebook I bought you? Regifted, you know that. Mm. Yeah, that's very good. You've got more more sparkly orange juice. That's like one of those magic. Uh, what's that's that fairy tale of the magic pot that just continually fills itself? Talking of fairy tales, mm-hmm. it's an update on the nativity. How's it going? Did you do reparation with Tarquin? Because we did a little training, didn't we, around how to do reparation if you've upset someone. Did we? Yeah. Don't remember that. You not? We did reparation about how... Around how to do reparation if you've upset someone. We didn't do any training of the sort. Here we are again with the whole mythical thing. What? You can't... We can't do this podcast if you're going to pretend everything that happened that's true isn't real. That's not how it works. Now, if you've forgotten the lessons, that's fine. Just admit that you weren't paying attention because you don't have any attention and you've forgotten all of the lessons that you learned. The important thing is, did you manage to do reparation with Tarquin and his parents? Yeah, so talking of myth, uh, that's a beautiful segue into What's Up Corner. Uh, I might get a jingle for it. Let's hope it's not a minute long, hey? So um, uh, I text you. Can, you can leave. You can go and do something now, because I know you get bored with this. Go and, go and give the builders a cup of tea. Uh, podcast when Tuesday is tomorrow possible Sunday is also possible as it's my last free one and then Darren replies Tuesday please I thought that was quite clear so yesterday last night in fact at 1857 I whatsapped you can you still record tomorrow at which point you reply between 1.15 and 2.45 I thought that was all lovely it was very clear to the point uh, and then, for some bizarre reason, I then get a, a message saying, I'm in meetings in Gateshead all Wednesday and Thursday. Could do Thursday p.m. or Friday p.m. To which I reply, you've lost me. You said you're free tomorrow, Tuesday, one fifteen to 2.45. Why are you talking about Gateshead Wednesday to Friday? And you reply, I thought I saw a message which uh, you suggested Wednesday. So, you see... There was never any discussion about anything happening on a Wednesday. And then you're now, you see, what you do is you just make me think there was a um, a, a conversation about uh, doing it on Wednesday, just to confuse me. And this is the same with Tarquin, who doesn't exist, and the reparations, uh, learning about how to um, make things up to people when you upset them. There never was that. It never happened. 
It's all you messing with my mind. Can I check? Have you got a point? Yeah, the point's quite clear. I don't need to restate it. What was the point? That you just mess around with my mind and make me confused unnecessarily. I am pretty sure that I saw the email to complain about parents. I am pretty sure that then I, as I always do, tried to help you by having a conversation again, talking to you, how to get you out of the difficult situation that you're in again, how to get you out of your probation period again. I'm not indulging any of this. So yet again, I support you, nurture you, help you, try to get you out of a difficult situation, suggest what you need to say and do with Tarquin's parents. Not not only are you not grateful, you then pretend it didn't happen. It's not okay, Stephen Thompson. It is okay because it never happened. Did you manage to do to organise the scene in the barber shop? That's that's what I've been concerned about. There isn't because you want shop in Muswell Hill. Yeah, there is opposite the pub. Oh yeah, that one. Um, I was wondering if you would consider. Uh, because I, I, things are quite quiet for me at the moment. I've been doing lots of playing about. So I was wondering if you would consider having me part of your ensemble for the Nativity play. Yeah, I'd love to. When are you not available? Um, I don't just want, I don't believe in nepotism. I find nepotism very offensive and all of that thing that goes on with our industry. So <laughs> I want you to take me, uh, for me talent. So I've, I've prepared an audition. Oh. Let's hear your bloody audition piece. All right, Harvey. Do you want to hear my piece or not? Or do you just want me to take my clothes off? I'd love to hear the piece. All right, Polanski Weinstein, are you ready? Go. I'm just getting into character. Oh, are you? All right, okay. Inherent. So you're just summing up your two years of training here, that's all. Focus, focus, focus. focus. Little donkey, little donkey on the dusty road. Got a keep on, plodding onward with your precious load. Been a long time, little donkey, through the winter's nights. Don't give up now, little donkey. Bethlehem's in sight. Ring out those bells tonight, Bethlehem, Bethlehem. If this had been the Christmas episode, I would have left this in, but as it's the middle of another month, I'm not leaving it in. It's all going to get cut. You've, I'm going to start again because you interrupted me. No, just stop now. Little donkey. We're all over the joke. You've interrupted again. I'm going to start again. So the context for the listeners, Darren is very slowly and not particularly well interpreting a very uh, common popular song called Little Donkey which children usually sing children of a certain age let's say three to six uh, sing in their nativity are you auditioning for the donkey? I'm auditioning to be cast. As a donkey? As cast well according to you it's already been cast no I'm, I'm auditioning to be as cast I'm a team player. I'm happy to be part of the ensemble. I don't need, like, the star part. 
Anyway, there is no nativity. Oh, stop it. You've done your improvisation class. Stop saying no. There is no nativity. No one thinks it's amazing that I've got a job. No one thinks it's amazing that someone has offered me a job. (laughs) Darren's got his hands up. (laughs) Yes, Darren. Can I just say, having now taken the job and started directing, producing and screwing up your own nativity with four to six-year-olds, and that's four to six-year-olds, not 46-year-olds, although I'd like to see that nativity, uh, nobody's amazed anymore. And uh, how do you know so much about primary school nativities, apart from the fact you went through it as a child? And when you were a child, what part did you play in the nativity? Were you allowed to be in the nativity? Did anyone want you in the nativity? So many questions. Such bad podcast. Mm. Uh, you know, I know you've got very, you know, your mind is switched on. You can cope with them. Sure, I can answer them all if you like, in the order that you ask them. Off you go. I was the little drummer boy. I had a drummer. And I did like a 25 minute drum solo on my little drum that was around my neck. Apparently that was not appreciated. Of all the parts to have given you, who in their right mind gave you a part that involved you hitting a drum? I know, right? And the tragedy of this story is it wasn't that appreciated. I only signed 25, 30 autographs afterwards. The, the, all of the teachers looked a bit grumpy uh, as I signed all of the autographs. So where did the little drummer boy come into the nativity? I've no idea, Stephen. Where does, where does the donkey come into nativity? Mary rides on a donkey, doesn't she? Depends what. According to the book. As we all know, dear listeners, Darren is an authentic, moist truth teller with two years of training. So if you listen very carefully, you might be able to hear the builders all around Darren. Now, can I ask you about some of your directing choices? Yes, Darren. In the original story, in the book, Mary Rides the Donkey. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got Mrs. Henshaw. You've got Mrs. Henshaw, who's in charge of Acorns, year four, playing Mary. Why you felt the need to cast adults in a child's nativity is beyond me, but we can have that conversation separately. However, you've got Mrs. Henshaw, who's in charge of the Acorns, year four, Mary. Is it any surprise that when she sat on Tarquin and Penelope's backs that they fell over? Was that really the appropriate time to lose your temper, throw your script down and shout at poor Tarquin? What donkey's training acting school did you even go to? You're the worst donkey I've ever seen. My point is I'm questioning your artistic choices. Mrs Henshaw, who's in charge of the acorns, year four. Do you know how old they are in year four? They certainly wouldn't be called acorns. Mrs Henshaw, she's she's not she's not the petitest person, is she? No, I think isn't she six foot one? So, so you're saying petite means small as in height? Yeah, misogynist, patriarch, Muswell Hill man. I'm not commenting on anybody's weight or anything else. No, actually, uh, actually, talking of, of height, 
Another thing I'm really proud of you, Darren, really proud. This is the second thing in this podcast that I'm really proud of you for is obviously when we went into lockdown, you were very conscious of uh, the fact you put on a lot of weight because of uh, sitting around drinking alcohol and eating too much and not doing any exercise other than walking to the... Did you walk to the corner shop every now and then? Can't what? remember. Uh, so obviously you put on a lot of... We remember the, the podcast where I was referring to how large you've got. Uh, one big thing is that Darren invited me and some other so-called friends of his uh, over for a meal a couple of weekends ago. And um, Darren has succeeded so well in losing the weight they put on in pandemic that um his trousers actually don't fit him they actually fall down uh halfway down his backside so i'm really proud of you that you've managed to get that weight off again so well done darren and i'd like to take that compliment uh however i am not comfortable with your body shaming no i'm really not body shaming i'm saying how proud i am that you obviously were worried that you'd making yourself unhealthy, you put a bit of weight on, you've worked so hard, you've done the London Marathon, uh, you've obviously been running constantly ever since the run, uh, London Marathon that you've been able to put comments on about my running, which has continued uh, steadily all the way through pandemic. Um, and you've got yourself back fit, back into the uh, healthy condition that you were before. I'm really proud of you, well done. I'm not okay with this body shaming conversation. No, there's no body shaming. No, I'm actually creating a project with Dan Cheek about eating disorders. Yeah, I tried to help you on that and that got thrown back in my face. So you're doing something with Dan Cheek on uh, eating disorders and on education, apparently, and uh, something in Gateshead. Very busy, aren't you? Or is just Gateshead next to you to go and see Lisa? Not quite sure about that one. No, because Lisa lives in Lancashire. You're... I thought she lived in Goatshead. Yeah, that's Goatshead in Lancashire. In Lancashire. Not Gateshead in the northeast of England. Shall we? Thank you, Lisa. Beautiful as ever, insightful as ever. I'm not sure how the inhabitants of Goatshead will feel about just how enthusiastically you were chanting West Ham are massive wherever they go. But I have to say, I loved it. Thank you very much, Lisa. I look forward to next episode. Actually, are you wearing fitted trousers at the moment? Am I wearing what? Fitted, fitted trousers. Trousers that fit, they don't fall down. You're body shaming. I'm not body shaming. So we all came over for a meal. We were invited over. And your driver. I invited your driver in. And, um, yeah, the driver, the driver being me. And um, Darren just had one of those pairs of trousers that teenagers wear that reveal an awful lot of underwear and look as if they're about to fall down. And you just want to pull them up. I want to pull them up all the time. And... Uh, at one moment, I did realise that the underpants had gone down as well as the trousers, and I was looking at something deeply unpleasant. Uh, reference episode six uh, of this podcast. That aside, it was a nice meal. Stressful in the kitchen, it had to be said. It was like a uh, five-star Michelin 
kitchen restaurant, energy and stress levels being off the scale. You finished? Yeah. So, multiple choice time. A. Was that one of the nicest Sunday lunches you ever had? B. Was that possibly the nicest Sunday lunch you've ever had? Six. I refer you to A or B. Well, if it had been brunch, it would have been a lot nicer. I'm very fond of brunch, uh, but obviously in Forest Hill they don't do brunch. Uh, you get invited over for lunch and you're actually given lunch at a lunch hour, which is actually really annoying. If your trousers had fitted, it could possibly have been the best Sunday lunch I ever had. Dan's now falling asleep. Oh, oh, that's why you had that. We had to witness your builders crack. You were preparing yourself like the mating call of two builders is them both showing oh. their cracks. Uh, is has the sex factor man come off strike after you've upset you upset him about dolphins last week? He has produced some art because he's a consummate professional, as I as am I. And I, by the way, everyone's noticed that you didn't give any sort of appreciation reflection or feedback for my uh little donkey speech i'm not auditioning anyone and even if i was i certainly wouldn't audition you why would i ever audition you because i don't believe in nepotism if you're going to give me a job i don't just want you to give me a job because you love and adore me and i'm the best person that you've ever met in your life and i'm the only reason that your life has any sort of purpose i don't want the job for that i want it on on for merit I want it for, for my little donkey speech. Yeah, but it wasn't very good, was it? All right, Polanski Weinstein. Sex fact, sex fact, here's a sex fact. The genitals are only 10% of horny zones. It's, there's so many layers of art there. It's amazing, amazing. And, and of course, you know, he's not even an artist, is he? He's, just, he's, a, he's a man that helps people with their um, sexual education. Incredible talent, incredible talent. What you're witnessing here is Polanski Weinstein patronising, condescending and just dismissing the art yet again by pretending he's reflecting about what he's seeing whilst meanwhile leaning over with his right hand and doing like a little tickly sign. Shall we hear from Jesse? Oh God, I've forgotten about Jesse. How could I have forgotten about Jesse? What a dreadful thing to say. Jesse Weinstein, let's hear from Jesse. Can you do me a favour, though? Can you just listen to the, to the top tip rather than leching over Jesse? Can you try to do that? Check out local pubs, clubs, cafes, takeaways, deliveries and restaurants to see their official food hygiene ratings on scoresonthedoors.org.uk but check your favourites at your peril, as you might not like what you read. Scores on the doors. What's that? Is that that? Is that different to that star thing that a lot of restaurants have in their doors? I think the Don't point... Just, do you know, your automatic default reaction to anything I say, especially after Jess's top tip, is to sigh. <laughs> What's your point? It was it was an honest, authentic question. Was it moist though? No. Well, that's the problem. Um, 
you, you're the person that edits all of your size out. Have you not realised how many of your size you edit out per episode? How very dare you? The point of that was surely to do with the fact that, you know, some restaurants, their chefs are only using one mitt. Because every week I try and have a serious discussion about just stop tipping you bash it down. So there is a hygiene scoring on stickers in restaurant windows. Is that different to scores on the doors? Yeah, scores on the doors is a sexual rating for how good you were if you did standy up sex. I, can, I think Jess is going to get very cross now. Right, are we done here? Let's do a promotion. Right. Genuine promote or indulgent gloat. Heads. Oh, genuine promote. So my genuine promote, <laughs> I'm not going to steal it from you just because you can't concentrate. I've got one, actually. So can we bring on the almost welcome content? You've got a genuine promote. Can I just check? Is it a podcast? No. Is it Dolly Parton? No. <laughs> Please continue. So I was told about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. It is important. It's called the Zoe, ZOE, the Zoe COVID study. It's basically King's College London's uh, research. They did a lot initially on COVID. They've joined up with a, a health science company called Zoe, uh, and it's a not-for-profit initiative. Basically, you can get the app onto your phone or your computer very easily. Uh, there is cutting edge information about where we are with the spread of the virus, uh, where we are with the vaccinations and the boosters, uh, anything really that you need to know there. Uh, what's possibly a little bit more important is voluntarily you can sign into the app and every single day send off the information on how you're feeling. So you can put in if you've had your vaccinations, you can put in if you've had flu vaccinations, uh, you can put in if you do lateral tests or any other sort of test. Uh, but also every day, even if you've done none of those things, uh, you can just say, I feel fine today or I don't feel quite right today. But uh, it's a massive help to them uh, in following this, this uh, virus, what it's doing, how it's affecting everybody and making uh, predictions for the future. It is covid.joinzoe.com. That's my genuine promote. Hurrah! So you've got some builders to go and drill now, haven't you? No, that's just a sexual innuendo. We don't do that on this podcast. I've got some drilling to go and do with some builders. Polanski Weinstein. None of my jokes are anything less than very serious. And even as you're mimicking my words right now, notice how difficult this subject matter is for you. Surely you wouldn't be being quite so trivial and teenage if it wasn't touching something for you. It's interesting, isn't it? No. So we'll be cancelling you if you're not careful. And just for the record, I am massive wherever I go. That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. The Builders episode. Thank you all for listening. And yes, that is drilling in the background.
Stephen is massive wherever he goes. Obviously. You're never going to see, in, you're never going to get any insight into my rehearsal process. A, because there isn't any. And B, because you're not going to be part of it, even if there was. Hang on, hang on, just to point out why I'm asking those questions, and I'm not being bitchy or stealing the, the kind of limelight or thunder, but so far, all of your genuine promotes have involved podcasts or Dolly Poulton. No, that Dolly Poulton. Dolly Poulton. <laughs> so far, all of your genuine promotes have involved... <laughs> No, put your hand down. There were a few. Put your hand down.